You're listening to Friday Night Zombie for the week of April 25th, 2014. My name is The Blacksmith, and this is your weekly dose of the apocalypse. So long as this situation remains, government spokesmen warn that dead bodies will continue to be transformed into the flesh-eating ghouls. You step outside, you risk your life. You take a drink of water, you risk your life. They're after us. They know we're still in here. They're us. We're them, they're us. I apologize deeply for what you're about to hear, but... It's no avoiding it. Let's just get it over with. Hey, Tom, it's Bob from the office down the hall. It's good to see you, buddy. How have you been? Things have been okay for me, except that I'm a zombie now. I really wish you'd let us in. I think I speak for all of us when I say I understand. Why you folks might hesitate to submit to our demands. But here's an FYI, you're all gonna die screaming. All we want to do is eat your brains. We're not unreasonable, I mean no one's gonna eat your eyes. All we want to do is eat your brains. We're at an impasse here, maybe we should compromise. If you open up the doors, we all come inside and eat your brains. I don't mean to nitpick, Tom, but is this really your plan? Spend your whole life locked inside a mall. Maybe that's okay for now, but someday you'll be out of food and guns. Then Then you'll have to make the call. I'm not surprised to see you haven't thought it through enough. You never had the head for all that bigger picture stuff. But Tom, that's what I do. And I plan on eating you slowly. All we want to do is eat your brains. We're not unreasonable. I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes. All we want to do is eat your brains. We're at an impasse here. Maybe we should compromise. If you open up the doors, We'll all come inside and eat your brains. I'd like to help you, Tom, in any way I can. I sure appreciate the way you're working with me. I'm not a monster, Tom. Well, technically I am. I guess I am. Got another meeting, Tom. Maybe we could wrap it up. I'm sure we'll get to common ground somehow. Meanwhile, I'll report back to my colleagues who are chewing on the doors. I guess we'll table this for now. I'm glad to see you take constructive criticism well. 
And thank you for your time, I know we're all busy as hell. But I'll put this thing to bed when I bash your head open. All we want to do is eat your brains. We're not unreasonable, we want to eat your eyes. All we want to do is eat your brains. We're at an impasse here, maybe we should compromise. If you open up the doors, we'll all come inside and eat your brains. Well, that's certainly one way to uh, to open the show. Hope you enjoyed that. If you didn't, then as I said, I'm I'm very sorry, but I just couldn't resist. But anyway, moving on. So, got a little bit of um, news this week, but it's all Walking Dead related, so there's that. And we got the Zomtiversy, as always. Got a couple of reviews for you, also both Walking Dead related. And that's about it. Not going to be a super long show. I know I've been saying that every week, but there's just not a lot of news. As I've said before, feedback is appreciated. You know, if you want to send me some ideas of more stuff to do, more content. In the meantime, I'll just keep bombarding you with reviews. And I don't know, if, if you don't send me some sort of feedback... I might have to record another song, so for everyone's sake, send feedback. Give me other ideas instead of that. Good lord. Alright, well, without further ado, let's get into the news. I'll interrupt to bring this to you. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Well, if you remember from one of the past news segments, if you've been listening to the other episodes, I mentioned before that a spin-off series of The Walking Dead is happening, and another TV series. There's going to be two zombie series on AMC, which is pretty awesome. It That had been confirmed, but now it's been confirmed that it will come out in... Its first season will be in 2015. There were some rumors before that it might be late 2014, which seemed a little absurd to me, and it turns out I was I was right. It's 2015 is when it's going to happen, and now that has been confirmed. So that's very exciting. We still don't really know what it's about. We just know it's in the same universe as the Walking Dead television series, and as far as I know, we'll be on AMC. They, they'll probably do something like running it between seasons of the main show, kind of like Marvel is planning on doing with their Agent Carter series between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. seasons, which is nice, because this way we get zombies all year, which it kind of, you know, matches what goes on with the comics, where those are published all year, so that's very exciting. Next up, the direct, the current show runner of um, the Walking Dead television series, Scott Gimple, has said that this series could last 10 seasons, which, I don't know, that could just be, you know, he's the guy in charge and he's feeling very optimistic, or they might actually have a 10-season plan, which I hope is the case, because I'd love to see the series last that long. We're entering season 5 now, so we're not even halfway to that. I'd love to see the series continue, because you know, once it's over, unless the spinoff series becomes the main series that's kind of it for zombie TV shows. So hopefully that's correct, and it'll last a long time. Next up, as I said, all Walking Dead news today. So next up, All Out War, the uh, Walking Dead event that's been going on in the comics. a huge event 
has come to an end. The final issue is out. I haven't read it yet. I'm actually currently working on catching up on the comics. Still not sure if I'm going to do reviews of every volume or what exactly. Um, feedback is appreciated if you'd rather I just review each compendium and then review new volumes as they come out or what. But anyway, I haven't read it yet, but I've heard good things about the final issue in particular of All Out War. So that's exciting. The only bummer is we're going back now to one issue a month. So a little bit slower, but that's okay. The And then the last thing is, if you didn't know, the Telltale video game of The Walking Dead has begun its second season. So if you played the first season, and then if you played 400 Days, the DLC, if you haven't played that, pick it up. Um, but now there's season two is coming out. There's, I believe, two episodes out so far. It's not exactly new news this week, but I don't think I mentioned it yet. So just be aware that that's out there. And I recently played the first season, and it was incredible. I'll be reviewing that this week. as one of my reviews. It will be season one of the game. One of the best video games I've ever played. But I'll get to that. That's about it for news. Like I said, a lot of Walking Dead stuff going on, and that's about it. Which is pretty cool, though, that, you know, we have all this Walking Dead stuff happening, especially for someone like me who's been a fan of the comics for a long time. It's really cool to be living in the age of the Walking Dead. But, without further ado, which I think I said earlier, it's a phrase I overuse. Also, going down rabbit trails about phrases I overuse is something I overuse. With that said, let's go on to the Zomtroversy. Running a talk show here, Mr. Berman. You can forget pitching an audience the moral bullshit they want to hear. You're talking about guns or melee. One of the biggest questions in fan theorizing about how to survive in a zombie apocalypse is whether it's better to use guns to, you know, keep a good distance between the zombies and yourself, or whether it's better to use melee because it's silent. This is something that Max Brooks hammers on pretty hard in his book, which is admittedly comedy, it was comedic in nature, but his book, The Zombie Survival Guide, he repeatedly mentions that guns are a bad idea because they cause noise, which attracts the zombies, and his zombies, the way he describes zombies in The Zombie Survival Guide, is that once they start coming, they do not stop. You know, whether it doesn't matter what's in their way, they'll just keep hitting it until it breaks or they do. So if you fire a gun, any zombies that hear it are on your tail until they die or you die. But I think it's a bit of an absolutist point of view to a point of absurdity, really. I, I don't think it really matches up with all the facts. There's too many variables. For example, you shoot a gun out in the middle of a hilly area. It's going to be echoing all over this place, oh, or all over that place. Um... In The Walking Dead, they make reference to this fact when Glenn drives a car with the alarm going off up into the camp. And one of the characters mentions that eh, the sound probably just bounced off all the hills. It's the same thing with a gunshot. You, know, you hear a gunshot out there in the middle of nowhere, it's going to be hard to tell exactly where it came from. And zombies with damaged hearing presumably will be less capable of hearing where it came from. So there's that. There's also the fact that zombies get distracted. In most lore... Zombies will hear or see something else that distracts them from a further away and less imminent human, or what they perceive to be a human, you know, something that draws their attention. So the idea that they'll just keep coming no matter what doesn't match up with lore. 
And even if they don't get distracted, a lot of zombie stories, they'll just eventually give up and look for easier prey. This is just a well-known fact amongst zombie stories. So I, I don't really agree with Mr. Brooks there. And again, the book is comedy, the zombie survival guide, so it's hard to say exactly how strong he actually holds those opinions in regards to his opinions about, his real opinions about how to fight zombies. But in my opinion, guns are better. Um, there, there are definitely some great melee weapons to use against zombies, but whenever possible, it's a good to keep a distance between you and them, because the one bite, one scratch, you're gone. It's better to risk some of them hearing a gunshot, in most cases, rather than risking getting their teeth a few inches away from your hand. It's just not generally a good idea. Neither option is particularly safe because of the noise the guns make, but generally it's a better option, in my opinion, which is what Zomptiversy is. It's just I give my opinions. So if anybody disagrees or agrees or has anything else to add to it, Send feedback, and as usual, I'll give the email address at the end of the episode. In the meantime, let's do some reviews. Purple Rain. No. Sign of the Time. Definitely not. The Batman soundtrack. Warning, the following review may contain spoilers. Vatos is the fourth episode of The Walking Dead, and it's directed by Johan Renk. Now, this is an episode that I had actually forgotten how much I enjoyed it, um, but going back through these and watching them again for these reviews, I really love this episode. It might actually be my favorite of the first season. I know before I said that episode one was my favorite, but like I said, I forgot how much I enjoy this one. There's just a lot, there's just a lot of good scenes in here. The only detractions from it are the scenes with Andrea, and I'm going to be harping on her character a little bit throughout these reviews just because I really cannot stand her. Um, no offense to the actress, I firmly believe she could have been a good Andrea, but the way the character is written, no, just it just doesn't work for me. Um, I love her character in the comics, I think she's great, but on the show... Oh, I cannot stand her character. So, this episode starts out with Andrea and Amy. They're in a boat, and they're fishing, and they're talking about their dad. And it would be a really nice emotional scene if it weren't for the fact that I just get irritated by Andrea the entire time. And I'm not crazy about Amy either, but that's not too much of a big deal because... Okay, as I said gonna be spoilers in these reviews. Amy dies in this episode, so I'm not too bothered by her in these scenes. It's just mainly Andrea that bugs me, but enough on that. Other than that, I love this episode. There's so many great things going on here. Um, for one, just the whole arc with the Vatos, you know, these people in the city, I thought it was brilliantly done, because you go into it and you start to think, oh, great, you know, we get, you know, of course it's the uh, the non-white characters they run into are going to be the stereotypical bad guys, you know, there's this gang of Hispanic thugs, and oh, great, you know, nice job, Frank Darabont, encouraging stereotypes, but then 
everything gets turned on its head in a way I never would have expected. With the whole idea of them, you know, taking care of these old people and that's why they were doing all this. It just... It's been called kind of a cheesy twist before, and I've heard people say they saw it coming and all this stuff, but, man, I thought it was really well executed, and I thought it was a great way to take something that seemed like it was just going to be stereotypical and borderline racist, really, that's done all the time in TV, and just completely turn it on its head in a great way. So... I can see why people might not like that if they're just, you know, thinking, well, I just, I'm just i watching this for zombies, I don't need political messages shoved in my face, but I really thought it was well done, so I enjoyed that. We also really get to see Daryl come into play in a major way for the first time, and I can see, you know, the first time I watched this, I wasn't crazy about Daryl, I thought he was just kind of a hot-headed idiot who was just, you know, he'll sacrifice everybody to save his brother and he has you know that one moment where he decides to stay and fight with them to fight the vatos and that's kind of cool but now that i've watched all the way up through the current episodes to the point where you know daryl's just awesome and we all love daryl now my i definitely include myself in that i can much more appreciate this his character in this episode he really starts to show signs of who he is, because the thing with Daryl is he's very easily influenced, I've noticed, by whoever's around him. When Merle is around him, he becomes kind of a jerk, and you can see that in his first appearance, and he kind of starts to slide back into that in season three. When Rick is around him, he becomes better, and I really think that's more the real Daryl It's that Rick brings out in him. He brings out the best in Daryl. And this episode is where we start to see the first faint glimpses of that. He's starting to recover from being around Merle and starting to really come into his own. And of course that'll happen more and more throughout the seasons. And of course it would be remiss of me not to talk about the end of this episode where pretty much everything changes from here on out, where the walkers attack. And of course... Rick, Glenn, Daryl, and T-Dog are all gone, so it's a bloodbath. And I still really haven't decided whose side I'm on in the argument of whether Rick was right or wrong to leave, because once again, just like when they were arguing about going into Atlanta, they both make good points. Shane makes good points that, you know, them being gone costs them dearly, but Rick does make a good point that if they hadn't come back when they did with guns... Well, it'd be, just being there might not have been enough anyway. It's really hard to say without, you know, having two versions of the story where they don't go to Atlanta. Just, it's really all just speculation otherwise. And uh, I, I think that's just more brilliant writing in this episode, is that things aren't black and white on this show. They established that very strongly in the first season. Morals are in shades of gray in this TV series. There's always doubt to any action that anyone takes because there's danger everywhere. There's really no right or wrong decisions. There's just the best decision in any situation. In this situation, there, which is the way it worked out, you know, Amy dies, Jim gets bit, Ed dies, which of course everybody's, everybody watching the show is happy about. Um, and then, you know, some, some other characters, we don't even know their names, die. 
<clears throat> but at the end of the day, it is a bloodbath, and it's kind of the, the sign that, that they can't stay here anymore. And the episode ends right after the attack with Amy bitten, and um, if I remember right, she does die here, and then, yeah, she does die in this episode, and then the next one picks up in the morning. But this one ends at night. The battle has ended. Everything's in chaos, and that's it. You know, cut to credits. But all things considered, despite my annoyance at Andrea and scenes that I otherwise otherwise would have really found interesting because I I find them well written, but just something about Andrea bugs me. Other than that, I really dug this episode, so I'm going to give it eight boomsticks out of ten. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. The following review will be spoiler-free. Alright, so recently I picked up the Telltale game The Walking Dead Season 1. It was on sale on Xbox Live for the spring sale, so I decided, what the heck, I already had episode 1 and had played that and loved it, but just never got around to finishing it. So I decided, what the heck, I'll pick up the rest of the episodes. So I bought that on 400 Days. haven't played 400 Days yet, but I did play all the way through Season 1. And holy cow, this is one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. Not just zombie games, but out of every video game I've ever played. This is, like, probably in the top three up there with Mass Effect, the Mass Effect trilogy, and Shadow of the Colossus. Those three are... I'm not exactly sure what order I'd put them in, but those are the top three. The point is, this is a really good game. And it's a really great Walking Dead story. It continues the writing quality of the comics and the TV show, and in some ways I think exceeds both. I mentioned my review of episode four of the TV series that there's choice in every danger that characters in this zombie apocalypse make. You know, it's always do we go right or left, and you don't know which one is safer, if either. The video game, the Telltale game, really puts you into that situation over and over and over again. You know, it'll pop up on screen, you know, um, side with this person or side with this person. And it's something that seems trivial, but as you start to play it, you begin to realize there's no such thing as trivial. You know, you side with person A, and then person C shoots person D because of it. You side with person B, and person E commits suicide. You know, it's crazy the ramifications, the unforeseen ramifications that your choices have. You know, it's one thing for Bioware, which I love Bioware, but it's one thing for their games to say, yeah, you have choice. And it's a clear, pretty much always a clear choice, you know, you do this, this will happen. Or you do this, and this will happen. Not so with The Walking Dead. It's a different type of choice. It gives you somewhat less control in a way, because you don't know what's going to happen. You're just, it's like you're really in a zombie apocalypse. Everything's uncertain. Every choice you make is life or death, and you don't know what which one you're choosing most of the time. You don't know who you're saving, who you're killing, because, you know, you save one character, and then down the line, they kill another character, whereas if you had not saved them, that other character would be alive. It's, oh man, it, I, it is, and it is brutal. Uh, it 
plays on your emotions so much and so well. It makes you care about these characters and then just rips them away from you in the most awful ways. And it is just... And the gameplay, too, is it's a point-and-click game, which you would think would be then that would be the weakness, would be the, the gameplay, but no. It actually, the interface and just the way you interact with things with point-and-click, it continues to make you want to explore and click on, you know, find new things to examine and look at and people to talk to and stuff and options to find, and it just really keeps you engaged the way the interface is is set up. It's really brilliant. Um, the music is also great, including an awesome final song. Um, the acting is kind of hit or miss, but I still really liked it um, for the most part. The the characters are are really the main strength here. I mean, yeah, there's a really cool story going on as you go through this, and it's really well written. I can't overstate that enough. But especially just it works because these characters feel like real people. Even when the acting isn't quite there, the dialogue is written so well it feels like reality. It feels like you're dealing with these real people in a stressful situation, and you're trying to keep everything from going to hell. That's the whole game, and it's just hours of that. It's a surprisingly long game. It, I thought it would be a lot shorter. I was pleased with how long it took me to finish the season. But that's what you're doing, basically, is just you're taking a few hours and desperately trying to survive and keep everyone around you alive. Oh, it is just incredible. I love The Last of Us, but this has to be the most realistic simulation of what it would be like to be in the zombie apocalypse. It is just fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Unfortunately, the sale is over, but it's still not that expensive. I think it's like four bucks per episode or something. Pick up all the episodes in Season 1. I'm sure the 400 Days DLC in Season 2 is great too, although I haven't played it yet, so I can't specifically recommend it. But at least play Season 1. I guarantee if you like zombies, even if you're not a Walking Dead fan, it doesn't really get into the Walking Dead lore that much, except for, except for a few surprise you know, cameos from characters from the comics. And it is set in the comic book universe, not the TV show universe. But if you love zombies at all, you're going to like this game, especially if you're a gamer. It is very cool, and as a as a writer, I also just really appreciated the amount of effort that went into the storytelling. I mean, there's things in this that are, like, trope-breaking. You know, you don't, you don't usually see the tropes of a genre broken in a video game. You usually see a new movie or a new novel come along that break the tropes, and then video games continue in the new tropes. This takes things from the zombie genre and from horror and turns them completely on their head in brilliant ways. Especially with, without spoiling anything, one of the main antagonists toward the end. Completely just not what you would expect, and you can tell what they're trying to do, and it works, and it's just perfect. So, for that incredible experience, I will easily give it 10 out of 10 boomsticks. I'd give it higher if I could. Hail to the king, baby. Well, that's about all I've got for you this week. Um, it didn't turn out to be too short of a show. We got about a half hour in. That's not bad, not bad at all. It's about the same length it's been lately. I don't know if you care about that, but I'm rambling, so... Anyway, as always, you can send feedback, zomtroversy ideas, zomtroversy opinions, zomtroversy feedback, zomtroversy whatever, 
um, your own reviews of zombie-related things, short stories read aloud, or written reviews or written short stories that you want me to read aloud, anything you want at all, as long as it's zombie-related, send it on over to FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. Once again, that's FridayNightZombie at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And of course, no matter what you thought of this, I'd appreciate it if you rated and reviewed on iTunes. You know, give it one star, give it five stars, give it a scathing review, or, you know, praise my name as your new god. Whichever you want to do, or anywhere in between is fine as well. Uh, just any feedback's appreciated so I know what to change and what to keep. And if you did enjoy it, subscribe on iTunes. Heck, if you didn't enjoy it, subscribe anyway. Maybe I'll get better. You never know. And next week, I'll be reviewing the next episode of The Walking Dead, episode 5, Wildfire. Which, I think last week I might have accidentally called episode 4 Wildfire. I don't know. Anyway, regardless, that's what I'll be doing next week. As well as The Walking Dead Telltale Game 400 Days DLC expansion. I'll be playing that this week and then review it for next week's episode. Looking forward to that, and just for the heck of it, because I haven't reviewed a movie in a little while, I'm going to review the movie Dead Girl, which if you've seen it, you'll understand why I'm just going to go off memory instead of rewatching it, because I am never watching it again. It's not to say it's a bad movie, but, well, you'll see what I mean. In the meantime, I hope you have a zombie-tastic weekend. Not sure if I'm ever going to use that adjective again, but regardless. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. I'll see you next week. This has been Friday Night Zombie. The Blacksmith signing off.